We are excited for you to listen to The Truth Is and hear how women receive God's love and truth in their life. We pray that it will be a blessing for you in receiving God's love and truth in your life. Thank you for listening. Okay, so um, we just want to thank everybody for joining us for this episode of The Truth Is, a podcast from the Women's Ministry at Kings Park. Thank you for joining us. Today, we have Bomi Roberson joining us. We are so delighted that she is going to be telling us about her story of how God's truth was first revealed in her life. Um, So, Bomi, thank you for joining us. Oh, I am excited. <laughs> and we are going to do what we always do, and that is start by asking you to join us by praying. And so if you will just join us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for this opportunity to come together and just hear from you, God, hear from you in these stories that we get to hear from women. And Heavenly Father, we thank you, A, always, that the technology is working. We praise the Lord for that. And we thank Amen. you that whatever message that you are going to deliver through this conversation comes through and reaches the right woman and the right listener and all of the women who need to hear whatever this message is. Lord God, we thank you for the intentionality with which you reach all of us. And we thank you that there is purpose in this conversation. And we thank you, God, that you have a heart for us and that your truth will be revealed in in everything that um, we do. And we thank you for this opportunity to gather. Um, Thank you for the listeners. um, And we are just so delighted and excited for what you are going to have in store for this conversation in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Um, so Bomi, I'm so excited to hear from you because, well, I'm always excited, but um, <laughs> I'm excited because I feel like there's such a light that I know that you have, you always kind of walk around with this light. And so I'm kind of, Aww curious to know how that started so we here at this podcast always kind of start with how did you come to know or start your relationship real relationship with with Jesus how did you know and and know his truth or know you know this is I want to who who is this Jesus and how how am I gonna get to know him and have relationship with him Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for that compliment you made about uh, the light. Like, you know, I sometimes I don't feel like that most times. So thank you. <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. And honestly, yes, you're absolutely right. Like that is not not me at all. That is really the Lord, the Holy Spirit, um, because I don't even feel like that. But how I came to know Jesus, um, really, it was a journey for me. So my parents, uh, I remember I was born in the United States. 
because mm-hmm. they w- went to school here and got jobs. And so my first four years of life were here in the United States, in California specifically. And they took us, or I attended a, it was a Christian um, uh, I, I, daycare or preschool. I think mm-hmm. it was a preschool. Mm-hmm. And all I remember is we had chapel um, pretty frequent every, every day. And during chapel, they would sing songs like Jesus loves me, this I know. Uh-huh. And so it was in those moments that I knew about this, this person they called Jesus, that he was someone that was here, you know, to, to help us when we needed. He wanted, he's, he was available to be our friend. So I just kind of had an idea, if you will, mm-hmm. of, you know, that's where the seed was, was sown. And we moved to Nigeria when I was four and nothing, you know, of course, you know, just being in Nigeria, you just kind of get acclimated and adjusted. And so I, that seed that was planted had always been there. I knew to pray that Mm -hmm. there was this person you could pray to and ask whatever you wanted, or at least talk to when you felt alone. And even though you couldn't see him, he was still there. Mm -hmm. And I remember being five. And going to my window at night after, and this was in Nigeria, after my parents put us to bed, <laughs> I would go to my window and I'll say, and I'll look up to the sky and I'll say, well, God, I know that you're there, even though I can't hear you, but I would like a baby brother. If you could please give me a baby brother. <laughs> and so I, it's, I know, it's so cute. But what I didn't realize was that, um, months will go by and I'll pray and I'll pray and I'll pray. And all of a sudden, I remember my mom just told us, and at this point, I think she was probably like showing, but she was like, mommy's going to have a baby. And lo and behold, you know, when she has the baby, it's a boy. And so that solidified my belief in, "Mm, no, I'm not just talking into thin air. There's someone there, but that was just it. I just knew that God. So I was aware that there was, there was a higher being, if you will. I was aware that he listened and he heard when I prayed and that's really where my prayer evidence, (laughs) I had evidence. That's where Mm -hmm. my prayer journey just started. Well, you fast forward to, I think I was about 10. My sister was getting tutored by a math teacher because she needed help with math. And he turned out to be, he had just given his life to Christ. So he would come, he would tutor my, my sister. And while she was doing the lessons and he was waiting, I'll just kind of chat, chit chat and talk with him. And, and he, and this was actually, I was already in boarding school, which is another story at this point. This was my first year of boarding school. So I'd come home for the holidays and that's how I knew about this teacher. And he would just teach, teach, teach. And then he would sit down and we'll just start talking. And he talked about the light. I don't know if he's alive, but I remember his name and he was funny. He made Christianity look fun. Mm. He talked, he talked about Jesus and he just shared his testimonies of all different things that he was doing, the life he used to live. And now how he's just really, just really walking with the Lord. And it's just really content and thankful for where he is. And I remember thinking, I don't know what he has, but that looks kind of some kind of good. Like that mm-hmm. makes walking with God fun because we also had other people that were Christians, but they just didn't make it look fun. <laughs> and they actually had a name for them. I'm not going to name that name right now <laughs> of the denomination because they were, they're still powerful people, but they just, they didn't make Christianity look fun. That's the best way to put it. So anyway. Um, so I go to boarding school again now and my cousin is saved and she then comes and she talks about loving God. And at this point, again, I love God. I know him. I know he's come, um, but I wasn't really 
like I hadn't really made him my Lord and fully walked in the pathway of discipleship, which is really submitting everything to Jesus and then allowing him teach you how to be a Christ follower. Mm -hmm. And so um, anyway, I gave my life to Christ, I think about the first year, but not fully, not surrendering in Lordship and, and really walking as a Christian. But I remember what solidified it for me was a sweet friend. Her name was Tokwe. And, and she, every morning, because we woke up really early. We didn't have a power. So we, everything was done when the daylight came. So mm-hmm. we'll wake up really early in the morning, take our, take, go take our showers. And then she'll take me to a quiet place. And she taught me how to have quiet time, how to listen, how to let the Bible be my guide. Mm-hmm. And I knew God had done something in my heart because I had told my friends this big old lie about going abroad. And I was so convicted by the power of the Holy Spirit that I, and I had carried this lie for years and I just called them all together. And I said, listen, I didn't really do that. And I'm changed. I'm different. And I just want to start from oh, a place wow. of truth. How old were you when you confessed this to your family? I was, so I told the lie. I think I was uh, 12 when I told the lie. And then I confessed it when I was really walking with the Lord. I think I was like 13 and a half or maybe 14. Wow. So in the I, middle of like peer pressure, you were convicted, right? Like, I was convicted. Oh, that is Absolutely. the power of God right there. Like mm-hmm. that's, so like adolescence, yeah. you think like you're trying to fit in and all this other stuff. And so, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So that's really, my, that's where my walk really started with the Lord. <laughs> There's so much in that, um, Bomi. I was, I'm, I'm listening and I'm thinking like, oh gosh. So for the parents who, you know, we're making choices, right? Young parents and we're thinking about, okay, we want our child to have the best education and whatever. But I heard you very clearly say your, your parents put you in this like Christian preschool daycare. And, yes. and that's where you first heard those messages, right? That yes. Jesus loves me. And, and so the, you believe that. And I just, it just made me think about, you know, the choices I made for my own children. And when I tell you those children were on fire for God, those little bitty babies were on fire. I just remember <laughs> that. And so, you know, I always, when I do this podcast, I'm always thinking about the new believer and I'm thinking about mm-hmm. trying to encourage them and, you know, all these small choices, right? These small choices that you make that you think don't matter. Um, But I I firmly believe that that was one of the best choices that our family made was making sure our children had that early education Mm. um, that was rooted in Christian faith because they, that foundation still is with them um, that's right. Even though they don't, st- right. they don't, not now they're still, they're in public school now, but just that foundational, like it just sits with mm-hmm. them, right? It sits in their heart. Um, it is. And the truth is, and also about that too, if it, for those parents listening, like maybe your children didn't go to a Christian preschool or, or have yeah. that sort of, sort of exposure, but whatever you teach them at home, it yeah. sticks. Yeah. And, you know, just even just, doing Bible stories at home yeah. or expounding on whatever you've gotten from church, you know, like, again, it's just God's word has power in itself. Yes. And it sticks. So I just wanted to throw that out there. You might be listening, thinking like, oh, my children don't go to Christian yeah, <laughs> school. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, sure. 
but like like you said monica like that foundation at home matters and for the little ones right like they 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 soak it up and they and like you say you can't see them they get and because they believe so many things i mean their minds are just so open right and that's in the bible right that jesus Jesus said Mm -hmm. let the little children come to me and so you know his heart is for the children and 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 really starting in that young place with them is so powerful in their development yes um and so there's that. And then the other thing that you said that I think is uh, very true for new believers or even people who are kind of contemplating or don't know yet or, or don't want to commit this idea that is Christianity fun, right? Like, <laughs> be, <laughs> right? Because you're not the only person who has seen people who are believers who maybe don't look like they are enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, the idea, and I said it at the beginning that you have a light about you, but to see that light in believers and to see that joy and to see, you know, the love that just kind of radiates from believers yeah. is so important. Um, and I just encourage even people who aren't new believers to just remember that, that, that you're kind of this light to new believers who might see you, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and, and be looking for, you know, what, what does it mean to walk in this Christian life and to, and to love the Lord? And, and, and so, <laughs> you know, yeah, we, we, it's true. Yeah. It's just, you know, I always tell, you know, I tell different people that if, if the conversation gets there, I always say, you know, do you know, God was the inventor of fun? <laughs> like, and they, you know, they kind of look at me and I'm like, no, he really was like, don't you think it was so much fun for little kids to walk through the uh, the Red Sea or the Jordan when God parted it uh-huh. and to have whales? Like I, this is the Bible doesn't say this, but I'm like, <laughs> imagine in my head, like if God created the whale and he created us, I'm sure he probably had the whales like waving at the kids <laughs> or the kids kind of looking at the different types of fish under the water. Like God yes. makes fun out of everything yes. because that's just who he is. He's a good God. Yes. There's no shadow. There's no badness. There's no ugliness. He's just good. That's all he is. That's his character. And I think it's when we decide to take what he's given us and make rule and regulation where it becomes a burden instead of a freedom for people. Like mm-hmm. that's man-made. Yeah. And so I always tell people like, don't throw the baby with the bad water. Yeah. I know human beings have kind of colored or made it look a certain way, but if you trust God and just trust him in fellowship with his, with, with believers, but just say, God, show me, show me how walking this journey is fun. Like he will meet you there. It is fun for me. Not, I mean, I'm not saying it's all fun and like, you know, everything is like happy. There are challenges, but you'll find that in those challenges, God will do something that will make you bust out laughing or God will answer a prayer. And you're like, I can't believe that. And it's just the joy of knowing, like, you know, this man that could do something in your wildest dreams you didn't even imagine. It's just powerful. So yeah, absolutely. It is walking with God is fun. Again, I'm not saying it's not hard. Sometimes I'm not saying there aren't challenging moments or moments where you are, you know, there's tears, but it's a journey and God speaks, you know, and yes. makes things fun. Yes, 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 yes. Agreed, agreed. And and to that end, Bomi, I, I, one of the questions that we try to ask um, all of our guests is talking about that, right? Because the truth is, is that, you know, God's promise is not one of 
you know, it's going to automatically all be pleasant overnight, right? Like I'm going to get saved yeah. and then my life is going to be perfect tomorrow because that's one of the <laughs> other things that sometimes, you know, people get kind of misconstrued. And so in your life, like, so now you're, you're 13, you give your life to the Lord, you're convicted and, you know, I'm not, not to come like hardcore to that timeline, but, you know, as the journey goes on, um, <laughs> <laughs> how, how then did God continue to like fashion you and, come come to you and in those those moments right throughout your life where things weren't uh showing themselves joyful in the in particular moments right like so how Mm -hmm. how did you continue to see god provide evidence of his of who he was right um in those moments absolutely so I'll talk, I mean, one, yeah. prayer, mm-hmm. you know, and prayer with the struggles that I dealt with. So very specifically, um, and the funny thing is like, you would think, you know, you pray, you give your life to Christ, you tell them you struggle, and then the next day you you wake up and it's gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it does happen for some people. I've heard amazing testimonies of people being delivered from addictions mm-hmm. and, and all sorts of things just instantly. Mm-hmm. But there are also moments, you know, where God chooses to allow you walk through a journey with him because it's I always tell people when you are given the 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 privilege which I think everybody has in different instances to walk with God through a process you have time to see who God is in different ways Mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of a process and for me that's what happened so specifically I had to come I had to deal with um self-esteem issues and that was a big deal for me I loved for people to like me I still do I want (laughs) people to like me and so I would people please and as Mm. a result it just kind of overshadowed what my wants were I always wanted to please people I wanted them to like me I wanted them to see that I had something to offer which is so interesting because now that's actually my my testimony from God's walking me through out of that to seeing like, you only have to please one person. That's me. Mm. Um, Mm. But walking out of that is actually like the, my story of what I share in my messages when I preach sometimes, Mm -hmm. or even the Bible studies that I've done in the past is called on preferred. And Mm -hmm. it's really helping people see that. No, you know, you might not be tough chosen for something, but that doesn't mean you were rejected. And so God really walking me out of the fear of being rejected was a big thing for me. And really getting into his word, speaking his word, praying his word, years, 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 and coming to the fullness of, oh, this is who God says I am. And Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about what this person thinks. Mm -hmm. As far as I am in his will, then I'm good. Because, you know, in the book of Proverbs, it says the fear of man is a snare. Mm -hmm. And that we should walk and trust in the Lord. And so um, those are, for me, that's one of the ways, you know, that God's really walked me through those, you know, in a journey. It's like overcoming my struggles. And another struggle really has been like poverty mindset. Mm-hmm. And and with a poverty mindset, it just, it's, it, it, it's the poverty mindset makes you feel like a victim all the time. It's never your fault. Someone's already done you wrong. <laughs> or there's just, there's always never enough for you when your turn comes Mm -hmm. and really a poverty mindset really speaks to our concept of who God is and how we see God. You will only go as big or believe as big as, as big as you see God. And so God really had to come and help me understand who he was in the grand scheme of things. And I'm still learning, but my goodness, my understanding of God has increased because 
I've seen him faithfully show himself to me, but I've made myself available. So, I mean, those are two big areas, I think, you know, that God's helped me. And of course, there are other areas, sure. there are so many, many, many insecurities, even at the age of 40, yeah. you know, that creep up and I have to go back and say, no, this is what God's word says. Like, and so it's, it's definitely a journey and a journey that I'm happy to walk with the Lord in. Again, there are challenges you know, in other areas, you know, trusting God for financial breakthrough, trusting him for your children, because children are always children, and they have their personalities. (laughs) (laughs) And they also have their inclinations and really believing God to do exceedingly abundantly in their life that they will follow him and, and he will direct their path. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's interesting to hear you talk about kind of the the insecurities and, and seeing God you know, we, we constantly, you know, that's, we're human. So we see him through our own interpretation without understanding that he's God. Right. <laughs> so yeah. we, we, we have to kind of reframe what we think about it. Right. Like we can't even mm-hmm. imagine there are things that we can't even imagine. Um, but, but it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about that because um, I think that we sometimes are, afraid to kind of admit those things we're afraid to admit Mm. that we still walk around those things because we're always supposed to be like trust and believe him for a breakthrough and I'm just I'm blessed and I'm highly favored (laughs) Um, but the truth is is that we 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 do um, have to continually renew ourselves like we have to renew our minds and um, confess these things over ourselves and one of the some of some of what you said is what we've heard a lot on this podcast is um, spending time with God's word and um, making time to do that. And we've heard lots of strategies, whether we do it in the morning, whether we do it at night. But one of the things that we've heard most consistently is doing it um, among and with other believers, right? And finding yeah. good um, fellowship, right? With Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. other believers, specifically for new believers, right? Like, so finding people who are already walking with the Lord who can, you know, support you and pour into you. Um, And, and so you talked earlier about a good friend, right? Who kind of shepherded you and, and, and and showed you how to do that. Um, And, and so, and so how, do you make time now, right? Because you're a busy person. You're a busy person, right? <laughs> and we'll talk more about like what you're doing as we as we begin to close, but you're a busy person. So how do you find time? Um, because what we've heard is that it's, it's a discipline, right? Like you have to make the time to do it. it. Um, and so what strategies, I guess, would you say? How do you find time to still yeah. renew yourself and I think, cause I think that's another Absolutely. thing is that one of the things that I continuously try to stress is that it's not, it doesn't happen by magic. I mean, God is amazing, but we have to continuously <laughs> seek him. Right. Like that's that, right. We, that's we, right. we have to, we have to do that part. Um, and mm-hmm. so how do you continuously make that time? Yeah. Um, I believe it's in Jeremiah and I could be wrong, but it says draw near to the Lord and he'll draw near to mm-hmm. you. And it's not so much that God can't come and show up. He does. And he often does. Yes. It. But there's also this part of us that, you know, that we need to show, um, you know, it's kind of like if you want to receive a scholarship to, this is a good analogy. If you want, it's like buy-in. Yeah. I think. 
where if you're you're trying to apply for sometimes when you're applying for something and they're offering a scholarship some places will say well can you put in the time in this application process yes. or can you at least put a little bit money down that you have yeah. because we want to know that if we're going to give this to you you're not going to just turn around and like flake yes. on us and not that you know it's but that's the best way I could use to describe it it's like how desperate are you <laughs> yes. you know how how yeah. hungry yeah. are you you know, and when you call on God, and it says it in Jeremiah too, in Jeremiah, I think it's like 30, 31 or 33, but anyway, it says, call on to me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things I don't know. And that's God responding to us. And so I, I think what I do is it's a discipline, which means you would not feel like it some, <laughs> some mornings, most mornings, yes. you know, because there are other things that are pressing or even at night, depending on how you, whenever you spend time, I, I'm a night owl. But because of where I am in life with kids, mm -hmm. it's just better for me to do it in the morning now. Because once they are awake, <laughs> my life is not my own. It almost feels like. Yes. So at that, I try to wake up in the morning. And when it doesn't happen in the morning, which happens a lot of times, when I go work out, I, you know, I, that's why I thank God for you, version. Yes. I just listen to oh, it. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. I listen to the the word in the car. I'm a, I'm a writer. I like when I say writer, I like to write in my journal. So I like to read it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just I'm an old school girl because it sticks. When I write, I remember better. Mm -hmm. But when the time is crunch, I just listen to it because somewhere, somehow I'm going to remember. And if I while I'm listening to it, something catches my attention. The next thing I do is I just, if you know, I, when I get out of the car, I highlight that mm -hmm. that scripture. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing about you version. When you set up an, an account, which is all free, you can highlight yep. things, you can write a personal note so you can go back and look at it. So those are some things that I do. And I do a Bible plan that mm -hmm. helps really because then you're consistent. It will remind you. But one thing that I've also found very helpful is sometimes when I read books that complement what God's word says or expound on what God's word says, I like to read it with a few people. So I've read a book with, um, I think I read the book Fervent by Priscilla Shire mm -hmm. with, a, with, a, with a wonderful seasoned Christian. And we just would go back and forth um, just about what revelations or highlights we're getting from that word, what's challenging to us, what's really helping us. And that really helped to just be in a body of believers to help. Yeah. I just recently read another book um, because I, I do teach the word. So it was on teaching the power of preaching by Tony Evans. And I was able to do it with another Christian who um, is like a sister, is, is, is mature in the Lord, but is younger than I am in age. And we were going back and forth. And so you get, you know, there's this diversity mm -hmm. of sort of experience, mm -hmm. if you will. And, but it just keeps you, it helps to keep you sharp. So honestly, discipline is not fun. Working out, for instance, is not mm -hmm. fun. There are mornings I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I really don't want to do this, but my body's telling me you need mm -hmm. to, um, because it's showing that I need to. And so I just go and I do it. And when I'm done with it, I'm so glad that I did. Mm -hmm. So those are ways. That's just Bible plans, doing it with people, and honestly, just doing just it. Doing you, it. Nike is, yeah, just, do just it. doing it. I think that's really the most the key thing is that it. And so because again, we're back to this thing about fun, and so it's not. It's not that. Um, <laughs> it's not that it's you dread. It's not that you dread it or you you know don't uh, you won't enjoy doing it. It's just the actual discipline of you know, it's doing it, right. It. And, and making yeah. it a priority, um, which is, yes. which is what we have to do with all of the important things in our lives. Right. When we are, that's doing, right. Um, um, well, listen, I, I could talk to you. I think that so selfishly, I would like to just sit <laughs> at your feet and ask you all of the questions about <laughs> life and, you know, living and all the things. 
Um, <laughs> but I certainly uh, want to be respectful of your time. So let me just ask if you were to, you know, or when you do, let me say when you do, you know, meet as I'm sure that you do meet new believers often, what message would you like to send to any new believers that we have listening with us today um, mm. about God's truth um, in their life? That's a great question, Monica. Okay. The first mm-hmm. thing I'll tell them is that I don't care what you've done, what is hard for you, what's challenging, what you haven't overcome yet. God's love doesn't run out and it will never change. Mm-hmm. And so don't believe the lie that you've messed up and he will never love you. That's a lie mm-hmm. from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. God loves you and he loved you before you even had an idea of becoming his own. Mm-hmm because he died for you many years ago and he had your name in his heart. So that's the first thing I'll tell them. The second thing is, remember it's a journey Mm -hmm. and it's a journey with God. Um, And so you hold on to him, hold fast to him. I believe there's a scripture and this is Moses, you know, this is right before Moses dies and he's telling um, the Israelites, like, listen, you hold on to the word, like hold fast to it. And when you look at the real meaning of that word, hold fast, he's like, don't let go Mm -hmm. almost like there's a hurricane coming and you have to Mm -hmm. hold on to something so you don't get swept Mm -hmm. away and you hold so tight that's how you hold on to the word Mm -hmm. of god when you hold on to the word of god and make it your bread and butter when you just make it in a personal mission that you are going to investigate every question you have about life and find it first in the word before anything else you'll be amazed what god will do so hold on to the word of god as much as you can Mm -hmm. that's so good that's so good he doesn't care about anything that happened before. There's nothing you could do that would make him not mm-hmm. love you. Change his um, mind. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so good. Thank you so much, Bomi. Um, Bomi Roberson is a busy person. I feel like that <laughs> is you do, you do a lot. Um, you serve as the women's director at Kings Park. And so as always, um, we encourage anybody who's listening to get involved with you know, a church in your local community. If you're in our area, we would love to see you at Kings Park. Um, And, you know, a church that is, you know, teaching the word of God um, and that offers support um, that will allow you to get involved and um, loved by God's people. Um, Bomi, how will people, you have Bible studies, unpreferred. Can people find you? Where can people find you? Yes, absolutely. Several places. So Instagram at Bomi Roberson, Facebook at Bomi <laughs> Roberson. Um, and then or you go to BomiRoberson.com. It's connected to a larger nonprofit that my husband and I have started. So it will direct you to another nonprofit called HeartReach Global. But my page, BomiRoberson.com is right there embedded there. So that they could definitely find me there. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time today, for all the ways that you serve our community and um, the body of Christ. Um, I love you personally and also the work that you do. Um, Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Bomi. Thank you, Monica. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to The Truth Is, a podcast by the Women's Ministry at Kings Park International Church in Durham, North Carolina.